Hey, are you going to remember to put music on this one? I, 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 I'm putting music on it. I have it, uh, I have it set, loaded, and ready to go. All right. Hey, oh, welcome in to Rassel.pod. Did I do it right that time, Chris? Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> gonna, be on my so, Scott so we, we had to go over the Scott Hall impression before, and I don't, I'm not even going to mimic how bad Brandon like just. I said A O as opposed to Hey O. I, I apologize. I missed, I missed the letter. I'm Ayo. sorry. A <laughs> like he's Ayo. A. Ayo, like he's a fucking like he's a character from fucking The Wire. <laughs> anyway. Ayo. Welcome into Pod with Brendan and Chris. Uh, back at it after a week hiatus. Uh, welcome back in if you're listening. Um, not too much of a busy week that we missed. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we'll cover this this week. Um, gonna go over some stuff. Number one thing we did miss last week because we didn't do the pod is Scott Hall's uh, unfortunate passing. Um, you know, it happened out of a hip surgery, which I had never heard of before. I had never saw that that ever happened. Apparently, like, I talked to my mom about it and I asked her and she's like, yeah, I knew somebody that had hip surgery and it like messed them up like mentally, like, like it was a woman that had her hip, like had her hip replaced and she went like cuckoo afterwards. So I was like, damn, like hip surgeries are pretty serious, I guess. And, you know, it just kind of took an unfortunate turn for Scott and, you know, wrestling world loses another legend way too early. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, Scott Hall is like one of, I would say one of the most important, guys in wrestling to never 100%. be world champion and and a better way of putting that is he's one of you could probably argue he's the most important intercontinental champ ever like yeah right like i 100%. would say so establish um, it as like the as like the workman's title like ex, i mean put on the best match for it ever yeah at wrestlemania 10 question mark i mean like there's i don't think there's any internet intercontinental champion that exceeds him for sure yeah i mean he's I've, got a got a i mean a laundry list of amazing matches and and it's funny it's like you talk a lot of people throughout scott's career were like he was always good enough to work with like to be in the top spot but i think the timing just never lined up for him um yeah you know whether you know personal problems aside i mean it, like mid 90s it was almost like he was caught in that hogan era and then it's like Brett was right there. Diesel's right there. Sean was right there. So he wasn't going to see that belt. And then by the time he probably yeah. would have seen the belt, he was already, he already had left for WCW. So. Um, yeah. And then when he went to WCW completely changed wrestling, like mm. literally like him and Nash, like completely changed what we thought of as wrestling kind of broke that fourth wall where it was like, you know, no company, neither company, WCW, WWE is really even kind of like you mentioning each other so much. But you yeah, don't know and, why I'm here. Exactly. Billionaire it, it, Ted. The Nacho Man. That was a great promo. Great yeah, promo. he, uh, they both, I just completely changed it for the better. I think, like, if that, if the NWO doesn't happen, I mean, like, how popular does wrestling become at that time, right? I mean, you know, the NWO is really what kind of made Vince be like, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta step up my game here. And, the attitude era happens monday night wars happen and wrestling's changed for the bat for the better for the future so i think mm -hmm. you know a basically i mean it's it's an overused term but titan of, of the industry gone like he was a titan of, of wrestling for sure also yeah you know very influential guy to a lot of uh a lot of heels today especially uh i know kevin owens is a big fan um brick baker was a huge fan um you know that a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork um Ethan Page was was talking about, you know, that I, I idolized this guy from the minute I started watching wrestling. So 
definitely a big loss. I mean, it was, it was, it was honestly like jarring to see the, you know, the post from triple H, uh, the, the first post from Kevin Nash, that was the first thing I read that morning. I was like, dude, that hurts to see yeah, the Instagram post to was... see Nash talk about it. Uh, you know, Sean tweeted something out. Like it wasn't, it, I, I, Sean's made me sad too. Cause it was just like, you know, yeah. short words, quick, quick, just love my friend, whatever. Uh, Hunter yeah. posting all those photos that, I mean, it was definitely, it's definitely tough. Those are, you know, whatever you want to say about the click, they lasted the test of time and, and yeah. did eventually did eventually kind of win, you know? So, yeah. And then there was the Brett post that, you know, he talked about like the hardships of being a wrestler. Right. I mean, this yep. is not, this is a very, I mean, it's, it's probably a little bit easier now, right. Than it was like early, mid to late nineties, but it still is a very demanding sport. I mean, yeah. even for like a sport like basketball, football, all those sports, they have an off season. Like these guys don't have one, like they're on the road 300 days a year traveling in cars together. And, and, and it's just, it sucks to see, like, I mean, and Brett said it the best and I, I'm paraphrasing for sure, but it's like seeing all these wrestlers that are dying out so early um, that could have lasted a little bit longer if the mm -hmm. schedules weren't as demanding as they were. And, it, and it's so unfortunate, but you know, all you can do now is just celebrate the legacy, right? I mean, Scott yeah. Hall was like, you know, like, like I mentioned, just Titan of this industry made wrestling what it was at the time and, and completely changed the court, the face of wrestling forever. So yeah. I, um, I really sad. didn't, I did not love, I, I guess Meltzer did a story about how, you know, the last few months or last year of Scott's like life was like, you're very troubled. He released some details about that. I didn't really love that. I, you know, I think, uh, yeah. I think too you soon give that sure. a little time. I know, I know like that's Melcher's job and stuff, but I think some things can be, you know, Scott's not a, not a red carpet talent. I think people could have waited for yeah. that and his family and friends could have had some peace with that. But um, I mean, you know, it, nonetheless with that, it's uh, I think it's incredible. What it, what an impact we got as he's made, but. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even, and even today, like, like you saw stuff like videos of him backstage at impact when, you know, Hogan and all of them were there, but like even in AEW, like when AEW was just starting up, like there were videos of Scott talking about AEW and, and the wrestlers there and all the young guys there. So he, he was a huge influence. I mean, we saw Britt Baker with the, with the, um, you know, Scott Hall trunks when she went out for her match against Thunder Rosa yeah, uh, last yeah, yeah. week on dynamite, like there's a lot of influence that he has, he had on a lot of people. And to be honest with you, like, I didn't know how much he touched a lot of these wrestlers, right? Like yeah, you never yeah, really yeah. know that stuff until something like this happens. So it's awesome to see. I mean, you know, obviously that younger generation that was watching wrestling in the nineties, like that's really what it was. So yeah, um, that's unfortunate, like the, but the first it's funny. Cause like, you know, you can call it a click, like the main group in wrestling in our, in the past generation, that's the first one that we've lost. That's pretty okay. Fabe. Kill Kate Fabe. Yeah, Kate no. Fabe, man. So it's it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty like in terms of like a group like you know you want to compare it to other fate like Beatles or whatever. It's like yeah. you know they were that for for wrestling. One sure. one has passed, which is pretty crazy. But um, well, yeah. Anyway, you yeah. Know, moving on I've, from I've the been watching, stuff. <laughs> I, I've been watching some Scott Hall matches. You know, uh, watching some promos, celebrating the right way. But um, yeah, for yeah, sure. What, what do we got? Uh, what do we got for the docket? Yeah. So I already I already touched on a little bit, but um, the happiest part of the week last week was uh, AEW Dynamite in the main event where we saw Thunder Rosa finally beating Britt Baker uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. And mm -hmm. I mean, this was a long time coming. Uh, we, we all saw that it was happening. We thought it was going to happen at the pay-per-view, but 
Um, first ever steel cage match for women on AEW. Um, I saw a lot of con- uh, like negative stuff because always there's always going to be negative stuff in wrestling with you know with what's going on nowadays in the war that I guess the war that you if you want to call it between mm-hmm. AEW and WWE. But like there's there's just a lot of people that were like criticizing like Britt is too stiff. I still think she's hurt. I think she's injured in a way. Um, but like even then, like they were criticizing the size of the ring and like the steel cage itself. It's like why can't you just enjoy a good wrestling match? The size like, of the ring. Yeah, the ring was a little bit smaller to kind of I think to accommodate the steel cage. Um, someone was said that they saw it like at All Out last year when it was um, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in the steel cage. Like the ring was just a little bit smaller to kind of accommodate an outside of the ring. Yeah, I mean that's cage. that's fine. Like what's wrong yeah. with that? And and there was people being rings like, rings are different. Cage. Yeah. This may be this may be a bombshell to some wrestling fans, but uh rings are different sizes sometimes. That's yeah, yeah, different, they always different are. events have different if you, sizes. If you look at the Japanese wrestling, dude, the ring is huge. Like the yeah. ring is just way bigger than like the ring that you're used to. And that's the thing, is that like people have this WWE brain. Like one of the other complaints I saw was that like you know, you can't win a steel cage if you, if you, it's all like the winning the steel cage in, in AEW is just pinfall submission or KO. You can't like escape the cage. It's like, first who cares? All, first of all, I've seen <laughs> like, I have seen in my lifetime close to 30 steel cage matches in WWE and with pinfalls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, man. I've, no, I've, I mean, I've the, watched a, a, a steel cage end on SmackDown via pinfall. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, it, it's just nitpicking things where it's just like, like, it's the same thing that I feel where it's like, I was watching, so I watched, um, recently I watched the WrestleMania 24 triple threat between Randy Orton, Triple H, and John Cena. And they go over and over and over again where it's like, you can only win this match by pinfall or submission. Yet guys are like, uh, Randy Orton's caught in the STF and he's scrambling for the ropes to get a rope break. It's like, that, sh- that shouldn't happen. Like if you right. can only win this match by pinfall submission or, or you know KO or just pinfall and submission and triple threat, like rope break shouldn't matter, right. but they do. So it's like it's those things that you have to just accept because it's just the rules of wrestling. And people went along with it because they were selling the fact that he was getting to the ropes to break the break the count, and that's just how it works. So again, I think it it didn't overshadow the match because the match was fantastic. Um, I'm getting a little weary and a little uh little tired of seeing thumbtacks in every kind of extreme match that they try to do on, on AEW. i get why they do it, it makes good sense it's a good pop for the crowd but yeah sometimes like those kind of things like like the the thumbtacks like it should only be really be like a one spot kind of thing like every other time that you do mm-hmm. it but other than that man like those guys those girls put on a fucking show especially if, if brett's if brit is injured she looked a little stiff, but like she still did her thing, man. She fell through a freaking tower of chairs. She landed on freaking yeah. thumbtacks. Like, when was the last yeah. time we saw thumbtacks? Was it New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. It was, uh, yeah, it was the match between Anna J, Ty, and then uh, Penelope and the Bunny. So, like, yeah, and, and maybe there was one before that. Um, I'm not sure, but um, Might it's have just been. like, oh, was did we see it for the? It was the we saw punk. it in the punk MJF. Punk no, no, no. MJF, we saw it. Well, punk MJF, of course. And then we was it not in punk Kingston? Or am I imagining that? I, I don't think they had like an like a no DQ match. I think it was just a straight on fight. Like like the MJF and Punk dog collar match, they pulled it out. They I remember that. Out so sure. that was yeah, that, yeah. that was that was the last time we saw him. So it's like 
within two months of each other, right? So it's yeah. again, it's not like I, it's not like well, I. That's what, them. that's it's not like, like I don't want. That's them. within like a week, and then we saw it again three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. I, I hadn't so, actually thought about that. That's a, that's a good point. That's just something that I. It's just me nitpicking because like yeah. I obviously enjoyed the match. I mean, the build to it was great, right? Because you had like. I mean, we knew Thunder Rosa was going to win when she came out to the mariachi band, right? Like that was that was just like as soon as awesome. as soon as somebody gets like a special intro. Did you know you're, she you're has winning. she has a son named Anakin who is also a wrestler? Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah, he's nineteen and he's 19. wrestling. It's wow. pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking. I have to let this dog out of the house real quick. But um, no, man, I think he's, uh, <laughs> pa- yeah, I'm I just want to I want to I want to talk about Brandon's uh, Brandon's life this week for, for one yeah, right. second. Please so, do. Not, so Brandon's dog sitting for, first of all, the richest family that I've ever met in my life. Um, you can't see I'm, I'm looking at the house right now. I do remember being there, but I remember to the right of Brandon where he's standing. There is a grand white piano with a picture or, or to the left of Brandon with a picture of Barack Obama on it and it's the family standing next to barack obama um but yeah so it's uh, one cool thing that that i did in the last two weeks that affects brandon i um i've been stealing instagram accounts and selling them back to people oh my god okay if we're gonna get into this i'll get into it Oh my God. Okay. So listen to this. This is what happened to me over this past week. I thought we were going to just stick to wrestling and and basketball, but I guess we're going to get into my recent trauma. So this is what happened to me the last, the last week or so. So um, I made made his password password. No, it's not. That's not it at all, dude. Okay. So I got a message from um, one of my friends that I went to high school with and they messaged me and they said, Hey, like, can you help me out with something? Like, yeah, man. Like, you know, we used to be cool in high school. Like I'll, I'll help you out, whatever. And he like sent me this link. And he was like, hey, like, um, can you send me, like, just screenshot this link for me or whatever? I, I, I just forget what it was. And I was like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. I sent it over. And then three seconds later, I'm logged out of my Instagram account. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm glad we're talking about this because I have many questions. <laughs> so what yes, did you... I was ignorant. I was what, ignorant. You know, I just want to know. This I want to know. I'm not going to give you shit. I'm not going to give you shit. What did... Yes, <laughs> Yes, you I mean, fucking are. Don't I mean, fucking come lie. on, dude. Hold don't on, hold on. All right, fine. Hold on. Don't I'll tone it down. Lie to me. I'll tone it down. I'll tone it down. He asked you to screenshot something. What did you? I don't think? know if it was. A, I didn't know if it was a screenshot or like he had me um like copy something for him and like post like I got a text from Instagram that was like, hey, like um like click on this link to re like reestablish your account or whatever, and I'm like. Okay. And this, listen, this is a kid that I went to high school with. So I was friends with him. So I, I had trust, right? Like, this is being gullible, friend, friend. I understand. Being I understand where you got. I have from. to preface I guess, this. I, I, guess, have to, <laughs> I have to preface this. I, that's the part for I our listeners. I have to preface this for our listeners. So I was really trustworthy. I'm a, I'm a really gullible guy. Like if, if, if I, if I, you know, if I have a good relationship with you, I'm going to believe what you say to me, even if you're lying. So I sent over this, I copied, I think I copied the text message and I sent it over to him and he clicked on the link and he just completely wiped out my Instagram, like changed the password, changed the username, changed the email, everything. This was, was it, not the kid. Was this it, is not the kid I, I went gonna, to high school with. I was going to say, this, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going to ask if it was Sharif getting revenge. <laughs> no, no, that's, <laughs> that's a whole different story for a whole different time. Um, so basically what happened was I had an old Instagram from like my freshman year of high school that I like stopped using at one point. So like I found the login information for that and I messaged my old account and I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Give me back my account. And he messaged me back and he goes, yeah, send me 500 bucks for it. 
And I was like, no, bro. Like, I'm not paying for something that was already mine that you stole from me. And he goes, all right, fine, 200. I was like, no, I'm not paying you fucking money. And he said, all right, final offer, $50. And I was like, no, if you're going to do this, I'm just going to create a new account. And he goes, oh, fine by me. Three hours go by. I start up a new account. I start adding all these people. I get a message back from that old account. And he's like, wait, do you really not want this account back? And I was like, are you going to make me fucking pay for it? And he goes, yeah, send me the 50 bucks and I'll give you the account right now. And I was like, no, fuck off. So what ends up happening is I let everybody know who this person is. I tell everybody not to talk to them. I've been getting, like, I got text messages for the next week of people like completely like trolling this kid being like, yeah, no, like I'll send you 50 bucks for, for my buddy Brandon to get his account back. They're sending like my buddy, Billy, whose house I'm actually staying at right now. He sent me this like 10 page text thread that they have together where he created fake cash app receipts for like $800 and sent the screenshot to them. And they were like, we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it. They tried video calling him five times. That's so and I'm like, funny. this is Billy. Like I'm, t- I have tagged pictures with him on my Instagram and you're trying to video call him pretending to be me. Like, like he's not going to pick up and know that it's immediately not me. I've gotten a lot of text messages from that. Basically, if you followed me on Instagram before, B-E-dot-B-A-L-L, that's not me anymore. It's, it's somebody else parading I'll around. Just, I, open, to be I, open, I open Instagram and I, I like, not only do I have a, a new follower, which is Brandon, but it's, it's a, I, I click on it and it's a video from Brandon being like, hey guys, so I have to pay $500 to get my Instagram <laughs> account back. So wait, it's like, it was, here's, here's, what, here's what I'm lost on, okay? So what did you have to like copy? Like, what did you, what, what, what was the task that he assigned you? It basically was just like, Hey, um, I'm like not allowed to post stories or post pictures on Instagram. Uh, I got suspended or something. They need like a testimonial from one of my followers. Can you just like copy this message that they send me? So I'm like, I know you thought he asked just like, no, this is not this is the point. To click somebody? This is not the point. This is not the point. It's literally somebody that I, I knew and I have talked to in the past. So they literally okay. went through like his top messages and just started messaging people from there. So I was just like, okay, like I get that. I understand. Oh, 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 so, oh, oh, oh. Okay. So it wasn't thing. so I thought your I thought your friend. So my misunderstanding of the story was I thought your old friend from high school conned you. No, bro. Oh, so it was someone hacked their account. Oh, yes. So I got chain conned basically. Like they were going through like my (laughs) mom, my mom and my dad and my sisters and my brother all got messages from my old account and were like, wait, that's you. Is this you? That's crazy because like, I feel like if I'm a scammer, I'm not going to message the guy's family because that's stupid. But they don't know. They don't know that they're my family. I mean, well, I see ball. Yeah. If I see the last name, I'm not, you know, I feel like all scammers are bad at scam. And that's pretty funny. Oh yeah. But they, they, they leech off of people like me that is so gullible and ignorant that they're just gonna be like, yeah, sure, bro. I'll help you out with whatever. And then I get fucked over in the end and then I have to start a fucking new account. It's not like Brandon, I had Brandon giving us the nice guys, the nice guy speech because he got his account. I out. am. I was trying to be a nice guy and then I got fucking scanned for it. So now full heel turn, no more nice guy for me. No more helping like, people on Instagram. <laughs> then I'll get scanned in like two weeks again. Um, Anyway, if we're past my fucking Instagram bullshit that I went through. Yeah, um, sure, sure, sure. We can move on. (laughs) We can move on. Uh, To sum that all up, Thunder Rosa, new AEW champion. Great match. Great, great payoff to the end. Because here's the thing with that whole thing. 
is that people were, you know, mad that she didn't win at revolution. People were mad that she didn't win sooner. And this is the problem is that everybody expects at every pay-per-view for a storyline to end or to take that next step. And it's like, no, like we're telling long-term stories. Yes, I would have loved for Revolution to be the night that Thunder Rosa won. And yes, that match was probably the worst match on the card to begin with or to end with. Like at the end of the whole show, it was not the best match of the card. But they're in San Antonio, her hometown. They've got, she's got the entire building with her. She comes out with an awesome entrance, with an awesome attire. She's got 316 on the ass, which is awesome because it happened on 316. She hit a fucking stunner in the match. And then she fucking wins it is like crying. She's bleeding over the face paint, which looked dope. Like it, it just was a great payoff because yeah. when you have an entire building pulling for their baby face, you know that you did something right in the story. And that's mm. exactly what they did with under Rosa. The um, best now, hometown title win in San Antonio. In San Antonio ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I will hear no more, mm. any arguments with it. Can't think of best anyone who would even come close. Best champion out of San Antonio, period. Um, anyway, moving on to another big baby face in AEW that had a, an emotional moment over the last couple of weeks, Jeff Hardy, uh, finally coming to AEW after Revolution, um, teaming up with Matt, uh, having their match last week uh, against Private Party, which was great. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about recently, like, okay, so Jeff's in AEW with Matt, which is great. Matt definitely has taken a couple steps back from being the wrestler that he was. Um, is this a Hardy boys run in AEW, or does this turn into a couple matches with the Hardy boys? And then Jeff taking a single, like a final singles run. Yeah. Uh, Cause Matt, Matt has had his in AEW, right? I mean, Jeff had his with the WWE for a little bit and then he got sick of it and then quit in the middle of a match. Mm. Um, so is this, does this turn into Jeff, he doesn't even have to go for any championships. Like, does this come up with like a Jeff singles run? And that's, I guess my question to you mm. is, do you think it's more beneficial for AEW to go the singles route? Or do you think they should just keep going with the Hardy boys moving forward? Cause I know you had talked about this a little bit on the last pod. So I don't know what you're, yeah. I mean, so I think, um, I think like one of the reasons why Jeff left WWE is because they didn't really have anything going on for him. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think they were going to send him to NXT. Yeah, which I don't think, you know, would have been the worst thing ever. But it's like, I also think it's like he was just toiling around there anyway. And then they're talking about all these plans for him, what to do. And it's like, we don't actually know if he was going to NXT. That's just like the last thing that they said they were going to do. I think what I think what was going to happen was like, you know how Dolph Ziggler just won the NXT championship? Yeah. I think that's pretty much what maybe, maybe what they were trying to do with Jeff at one point. Maybe. But they yeah. may have changed it a little bit because, you know, Dolph's a heel and Jeff's just over his shit. So like, you're not going to make him into a heel. So I don't know. I, I think, I think if they were going to go to NXT, if I'm Jeff Hardy and you're telling me I have to go back to the developmental brand to bring up people, like, I don't know if I feel okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I think like he's, he's got the notoriety in that company to at least just be a single competitor on SmackDown. Right. He like, did, he did remark not, that he did, he wanted a uh, program from range and they said no, which would have been really good. I don't know why they wouldn't yeah, want to go. It would have been awesome. Like that. Especially if you um, want to put over Roman as a heel, big time, put yeah. Jeff Hardy. Big Hell yeah. Time. That'd be awesome. But, you know, um, now, I mean, he's in AEW. I, I honestly, I, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't think this tag team thing lasts too long. I think he moves on to singles competition. I obviously, like I talked about, I want the punk match. I want the punk just blow off you that we never saw. 
uh, our blow off to the few that we never saw. Um, you know, I'll cover it just one more time in, in full context. <laughs> so tonight, because this may happen again, because we haven't seen Punk in, or until tomorrow. Wait, what day is it today? Tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're, we're tomorrow, recording yeah. this on a Tuesday. Uh, AEW is on Wednesday. You're listening to this on the Wednesday after, most likely. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, yeah. So Punk comes out, talks about, you know, obviously I'm done with MJF. He's on to, you know, he's on to his issues with Wardlow. I'm up for the title. That's what's next. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Jeff comes out, walks down the ramp slowly, face off. Cool. There's a little pop going there. Jeff's big thing is like, you know, you talk to Max about his, you know, his evils and, and how he needs to atone for them and how you're going to set him straight because that's, you talked about all these horrible things you did, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm here to make you atone for your sins. I'm here to make you pay, blah, blah, blah. And you have, because, you know, so much of that MJF storyline was Punk's flaws and where yeah. Punk's heroism has holes in it. And I think whatever your Punk does next needs to highlight that. Because, yeah. I mean, the whole reason you poke holes in a baby face is to eventually turn the heel. Right. Maybe it doesn't turn heel now. Maybe this is something that happens later. But I think it's, if anyone in this company right now, currently signed, can turn cm punk heel it There's is only one guy who can do it <laughs> jeff hardy and they have yeah, the history 100%. they have the unfinished business i think it's the obvious answer you can go with jeff darby but you know darby's not going to go heel for jeff it just doesn't really seem to make sense when he's staying and he just did that with punk so it's kind of like eh. and it looks like they're doing like they're having him work with darby in a team's setting because i think they know that's what everybody wants but i mean who else could be next? I mean, you, you could have him work with, you know, somebody in like the TNT uh, rank. So, setting, yeah. But... So what I saw and what I remember, I think it was the week, it was the, it was the week after revolution and Malachi and the house of black had like this promo where they were talking about like injecting the poison to somebody that's kept away from the poison their entire life. I'm paraphrasing obviously, but yeah. like, a lot of people were thinking, oh, Malachi is going to go after CM Punk now because that's his whole thing. He's straight edge, never drank, never smoked, blah, blah, blah. And look, I, I'm all for that. I, anytime Malachi Black is in the ring, I'm going to watch. Anytime CM Punk's in the ring, I'm definitely going to watch every second. And I'm sure they'll put on a great feud and put on a great match. But I think the, the match that everybody wants, and especially a double or nothing, which is like their big summer spring pay-per-view, that's got to, I think it's got to be Jeff versus CM Punk because like there are so many people now. I mean, just like thinking back to like the pop that Jeff got when that music hit, right? Like there's so many people that were growing up watching wrestling in 2008. It was like, we mm -hmm. watched, we watched that steel cage match between the two of them together. Like we were in your living room and like, we were pissed off. We hated CM Punk, right? right. Like we, we, we're like, this is the worst guy in the world. How fucking dare this guy get rid of my favorite wrestler? And Jeff was gone. And like, remember when fucking Punk came out as Jeff, right? Like in the intro the next week, right? Like basically what Kevin Owens did last night, but like, but I think better. So like, I think yeah, what's good. What's it was so good. And I think it's, it's, it's Tony Khan. Like if Tony Khan has a poll, I, mean, I think if anybody has the, the finger on the pulse of wrestling fans right now, it's Tony Khan. Right. And, if Tony knows anything, 
It's how to tell a long-term story. And I think this is probably the best long-term story they can have because it's not only just like, you know, from the last couple of months, this is the last, this is 10 years, 12 years, maybe 15 years at this point since those two had that match or had that feud. And Punk brought it up during the MJF feud. He brought up, you know, teasing a drug addict about his, you know, his addiction at the time when he was going through it. Um, you know, we see Jeff kind of atoning with like, he's teaming with Sting. Like who would have thought after freaking um, what was it bound for glory that yeah. he showed up high at like who would have ever thought that that would happen after that happened. So like, there's a lot of stuff that they can do with him. I think Jeff is just kind of getting his, you know, getting his toes in the water right now in this. But I think, I think at the big pay-per-view, I think it's in May, like you have two months to kind of build up a feud like this and they only really need like two or three weeks to do it. I think it's the perfect feud for the both of them. Um, I just don't know if they're going to want to continue. Cause like Matt said it himself, like the, he wants to go out with his brother. So I don't know if that's like what they want to do. I don't, I'm sure Matt would be okay with Jeff having a singles feud, especially if it's with CM Punk. But right. um, no, I, I think that's, I think that's the feud everybody wants. Um, I think it's definitely, I think we're going to get it. I, I definitely do think we're going to get it. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be within the next two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think, I think it's, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for it, but regardless, I think that's definitely the feud they want. And look, CM Punk is CM Punk. He, he can work with anybody and make them look good. And I don't think anybody needs to look, make Jeff look good, but if you want to make Jeff look like he can still go as a singles competitor, put him with, Jeff, put him with punk. That, that would be the perfect payoff in a different company in the last, like the twilight of their careers on their last runs. Yeah. I, I think it's the perfect way for them to go out. I think, um, I mean, I, I think if the House of Black wants to work with Jeff too, that'd be kind of cool. I like, yeah. I don't see, like, I think Punk and House of Black would be good, but I just, there's something about it I just don't love. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's maybe because the House of Black storylines have like a hint of, like, like it has like a mythical element. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get you. Uh, oh, yeah. Super, Penta, supernatural Penta. element. You know what I mean? Yeah, coming out is Where like I dark think Penta. Yeah. Punk doesn't fit in those well. He's very yeah. plain guy type. Like, yeah. um, if I feel like it would be too, like, obviously cinema for them to have, like, Punk involved with that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he maybe he pulls it off well. Um, but, like, it, it's hard because, like, a guy, like, so kind of cut and dry like that in an angle like that almost makes it feel not real. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, think about it, though. Like, he went through a great feuds with The Undertaker. Like, he had – he he played – I mean, like, if you're going to talk about us, first of all, we should get into The Undertaker comments in a second. But um, if you want to talk about supernatural element, like, yeah. he's the guy, right? Like, Undertaker is the supernatural guy of all time. So, like, I mean, he talked about it in his feud. Like, he – poured the ashes of of uh what's his of uh what's his name paul bearer onto fucking undertaker yeah. on the ramp at smackdown right like he did a lot of that like he he can cut through that kind of supernatural element and kind of giving it like a i'm a cut and dry guy i'm not going to stand up to all this supernatural shit like good that's point. a good few good to point. work off of you know what i mean so like yeah, i think point. there's a there's a lot of stuff they can do again i do think like the match i want is punk versus uh, versus yeah. jeff but if they choose to go in the Malachi route, I have no thought. I have no doubt in my mind that Punk can pull it off because he can. He can pull off anything. Let's be honest. Like he's right. he's a uh, he's a pro wrestling god. I, I honestly I honestly believe that. Like if you want to if you want to put a pantheon together, if you want to put a pantheon of like total packages in the ring, 
out of out of the ring on the mic on commentary he is up there and i think that that's brett, that's brett brett said I, I saw an interview the other day with brett and i was kind of surprised to see this he said punk was his favorite since kurt angle <laughs> total package i mean like and there are rumors with brett going to aw too yeah like, yeah that's like, a whole other thing i'm fucked dude if brett shows up tomorrow i'm gonna lose my mind especially so with the owen coming up man i think yeah. it's the perfect well time, that I, right? that's like, why i think that's why i think they're doing it well i mean i'm sure yeah. i'm sure you have Bret Hart at any time but like the timing i think brett definitely wants to be here for that yeah. um especially in a because he was there the lot i mean you know double or nothing's in vegas which is their the next pay-per-view and the first time that brett showed up was to introduce the AEW championship like the yeah. actual championship in vegas so it's like mm-hmm. he's around like he 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 knows the guys like the, the rumor is is he's going to be the legend that's going to replace totally brant blanchard with ftr which would work perfectly because those guys have obviously made it known that brett is he's they're his guy, right? Like he is their favorite. So It'd be perfect. Cool to have, It'd be so to have awesome. Brett around regularly on a show. We have Regal already around, oh and then just and like Sting. and Sting. Oh my god, around. dude! It'd be so perfect. I think it would be great. I, I think, and you know, Arn Anderson is already already in the back too. Like, I mean, he's not on TV anymore because Cody's gone. But like, and we, we're gonna get into Cody too. But like, yeah. It's a lot of stuff they can be doing, man. And um, before we move on to this, because I already mentioned it, I do want to get into the Undertaker um, comments that he yeah, had. Yeah, sure. Hit it. Where he, so I, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to try to look up the actual quote that he had. Um, so I might have to kind of vamp here. But basically, he's coming out and saying, like, these newer generation of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, wrestlers, they, you know, the fans expect to have, you know, uh, superheroes and you know they're not looking to you know f- they're not really looking at the grit in like the real life element of wrestling and it's like I understand where he's coming from because a lot of the guys nowadays they are very superhero-esque I mean I look at a guy like Ricochet who is doing like all these I mean all the you know the the twinks right like all the guys that flip and do all these like you know fantastic <laughs> moves that's what they're called that's, that's, that's what they're called so uh, there's the beef cakes and then there's the twinks, right? And then it's like it's just it it, it brings me back to beef the most ironic twinks. It turns into a really we're an LGBTQ plus uh, supporter here on WrestleNotPod. Uh, um, I just I just think uh, okay, here it is. So. I feel like there's a level of grit that is missing from today's product. I don't know that it's anybody's fault. We all aged out and the new group has come up. That's what he said. And um, he said a lot of the younger talent, it's that the evolution of the comic book era, the superhero era. And I think that it's, that's their motivation and that's what their inspiration is. And they didn't have to come up and bust heads and bars. And I get that. I mean, that's it's like, yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, come no, on. I, 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 I get it. It's just like, um, this dude, this dude used this dude floated down to the ring for an entrance. He floated down. He he was in a casket that was set on fire, and then somebody rose up as his soul after Yokozuna set his casket on fire. And we're not supposed to believe that wrestlers can be superheroes. It's the same idea of Glenn Jacobs being an anti-masker. What? You went through your entire career. You made your career, your money off of wearing a mask. It's so it's just ironic to me. It's just look, he can believe that, and I'm sure he believes it's true, and I'm sure he has his own opinions of it. But it's like, dude, you you of all people have no place to say that superheroes don't have a, a place in wrestling. Cause like you were a superhero for a long time. You walked around as the dead man. 
You walked around as as the phenom. You walked around as some guy that like was unbeatable because he could never die. And it's just like you had a, you, you had a manager walk to the ring with an urn that controlled your every move. I, I understand. I get it. It's not gritty like it was in the 90s. I mean, it is on the other show. If you turn the fucking channel to the other show that's on Wednesdays and Fridays, you'll get some grit. I can tell you that much. But I just, it, it just, it's very ironic to me that these guys come out and they have these opinions where it's like, dude, you're, you made your entire career off that. You made your entire, all your money that you have right now, you made off of being a dead man, off of a guy that walked to the ring. I mean, I watched the WrestleMania 24 match against Taker and Edge, and half the match is just Taker walking to the ring, like, because that stage was just so big and the ramp was so long. It's, it's, um, see this, like, we do, we kind of see this from like older wrestlers sometimes and like taker is not the first time takers make comments. Um, and it's, it's funny because like when you consider like takers also had some very negative stance in his career in terms of like how he's true. Like there was, you know, you know, bouts of like homophobic issues where he was like, you know, beating up on a gay wrestler. Um, was it, I forget who it was not maven i know i know he no it's not maven i know he had a um i know i remember i remember i don't know if it was him but there was conan, a lot of issues. conan 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 was oh conan? yeah i know there was a lot of i know there was a lot of issues with the gold dust character because the gold dust character was essentially just a transvestite yeah. um so and it was basically ripped out of rocky rocky horror picture show basically yeah. um but well, i was gonna say so it was also another thing it taker ran like the wrestler's court thing Right. If you remember. And a lot yeah. of people have like made speculations about what that was over the years. And actually, like, I, I remember this tweet that Punk had where he said, because somebody asked him about it and somebody said, wrestler court was the most insecure, small dick, energy, average white man embarrassments, <laughs> the wrestling bullshit to wrestling business shit of all time. <laughs> and people were, oh, just, people were talking about how, you know, it's all taker because it would. I mean, that is a shot at taker. That's what it is. It's very much, you know, trying to control. Like, I think I look at it like how Allen Iverson treats NBA players today compared to yeah. how guys like, you know, Charles Barkley or um, I don't want to use Shaq. I mean, obviously Shaq, but like, who, who's another? Like, Perk sometimes does this, even though Perk hardly fucking counts. Um, <laughs> uh somebody made somebody made this comment about Giannis the other it, it was two weeks ago I forget who it was maybe you'll remember that Giannis wouldn't be his like he wouldn't be as dominant in the 90s which is hilarious but uh, it might have been Isaiah Thomas no it might have been was, Isaiah no it was another like big oh uh, the only bigs I can think of that are on like TV Shaq other than no Shaq there, Shaq, it wasn't on like, TV it was like um, it was like an interview uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Who, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, I mean, a lot of, I've seen a lot of legends kind of like downplay Giannis and stuff like that. And it's just like, then you see Iverson, it's like, all right, then you see like a Bret Hart, right. Who, I mean, I'll leave it like, I'll, I'll say Sean too. I'll say, I mean, even punk now um, you can say, I mean, Scott Hall is like a great example recently of guys who, give back like you you see Iverson there's a video of like him talking to Giannis and like Giannis is like you're the reason I started playing basketball and he's like I'm you know so happy to do that for you blah, blah blah he's like Tatum talked about he's like every time I see Iverson he tells me 
he tells me he loves my game and he tells me like, you know, what he likes about it. And he gives me like whatever stuff. And he's like, Tatum talks about how important that is to him. I Iverson posted a, a picture of his MVP with John Morant's jersey hanging off it after Jaws, I think it was his first 50 point night. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I mean, I love, you know, I love to see the guys that get back. And it's just like when guys, older guys make a point to like, take those shots in the media and stuff. And it's just like, it's annoying knowing, knowing that a guy like Undertaker has the reach to talk to these guys and give advice and like say that, and like to cut them down the media, is just like, that's lame, I mean, dude. That's so For lame. like 30 years, for 30 years backstage, Undertaker was the second guy. I mean, right. yes, you had like, you had all the, the VPs and the producers and all the agents and stuff. But if there was a, anything in the locker room that anybody had to talk about, if they couldn't reach Vince, they went to, they went to Mark. Like they went to Undertaker. It's like you, you, you're his. It's funny because like a lot of these guys, like wrestling is such a vacuum because like there's so many NBA players in the past, and there are a ton of Canyon, wrestlers. But there's Canyon was the uh, Canyon, the gay wrestler Canyon. that I, that I, I said, go. Canaan, Canaan, or something like that. No, uh, yeah, no, Chris Canyon, Chris Canyon. I said Conan, dude. That's brutal. Conan. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. No, 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 um, no. no. I, uh, Conan from from WCW. I was oh, Conan from WCW. Um, no, I think I think um, obviously I think a lot of these are, like interviews, especially with old NBA guys, is just like trying to just like get a word out, just so people can like getting a headline out there, so people can talk about them. Um, Taker it, doesn't need to be that guy, and that's why exactly. It's annoying. That's I mean, this is the year annoying. that he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like he's gonna get his, he's getting his flowers. He always gets his flowers. Yeah. They they did they did a 30 year anniversary of the Undertaker, uh, uh, like uh, his first in appearance in in WWE at Survivor Series. They did like a 30 year anniversary for him a couple of years ago. He didn't even show up. Right. Like it's 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 and it's like The Rock too, right? Like with this past Survivor Series, like he didn't show up, but they did a whole show dedicated to him. So it's like. I just think like there's a lot of these guys that like try to get out headlines and it's like you said, like Taker doesn't need to do that. He can show up at any raw, any SmackDown, any pay-per-view he'll get let in. He can talk to anybody backstage that he wants to, to kind of give them his perspective and talk about a guy that can influence. Like, like I said, I didn't know how many people Scott Hall influenced. I know how many people are influenced by the undertaker. Like Taker was been around for so long that, these people, I mean, some of these guys that are now veterans, like a Drew Drew McIntyre that was like there for a long time that started out as almost like a jobber. He was there when Taker was going through his twilight years. And it's like, if you don't, if Taker doesn't like the product and he doesn't like it, he doesn't even need to talk to the wrestlers. He can talk to Vince. Vince will listen to anything that Mark says. Right. It's not like he'll take his, it's not like he'll take his advice because he never does. Uh, he never takes anybody's advice other than his own. But it, it just, it makes me mad because it's like we are in a new era and yeah. people want different things. Right. And if you want grit, if you want something else, that's fine. There's other avenues to go about to watch that. And I know right. he's never going to be, you know, Mark, he's never going to show up in AEW. That's never going to happen. No, it's no. like something he wants like to, just... if he wants, if he wants to better the WWE, he has the pull to do it. He doesn't have to go on an interview and say that. No, um, yeah. That's I all I'm saying. 100% agree. And it's also just like, it is uh, like embar- like secondhand embarrassing to see him not use his advantage to help these guys and yeah. just to be like, you know, and it's not that, you know, not the first time he's done that. Um, we've seen other wrestlers do that, other, you know, bigger guys, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's what it is, you know. Well, speaking of uh, 
of big influences uh, and uh, WWE. Cody Rhodes uh, has a finally, or it's officially announced that this was a you know old news, but Cody has officially signed his deal with the WWE. Um, there's been a lot of teasing. I mean, not from directly from the WWE, but there's been a lot of like, will Cody show up on Raw? I mean, the the slated match at WrestleMania is Cody versus Seth, and um, you know, I even tuned into Raw last night to see if he would show up because Seth was in the main event and he lost. So it's like this whole Cody thing. And I saw this, um, I don't know who tweeted it or someone said it, but the, the idea of Cody is the spectacle of him showing up. The match does not matter. Whatever match he does, whoever he faces, it really will not matter. The only thing that matters for them is getting his return right. Because if you can get him over with the crowd, whether they boo him or they cheer him, it's going to be more of the idea of an AEW wrestler coming to WWE. That's, that's the whole thing. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of people that get on Tony Khan, right? Because a lot of people say like a lot of the hype around a dynamite every week is that he has this huge announcement. Well, it's like, yeah, but when the WWE, old WWE guys are getting used better in AEW than they were in WWE, I, I don't really care who comes over as long as they're getting used right. And a guy like Miro who came over and was a TNT champion, Adam Cole is now in a feud with the world heavyweight champion to go up against him again at some point. Like, there's a lot of guys that have come over from WWE and seen success. So Vince needs to get this right because if he doesn't, a lot of people that are getting off their AEW contracts that would want to go to WWE will see that and be like, maybe I won't, maybe I don't. Cause right. he look what, how they treated Cody. Like, how are they going to treat me if they treated Cody wrong? So um, Vince, this is something that Vince has to get right. Um, and I think that's why they're delaying it so much because they want it to be, maybe it's a WrestleMania moment where Cody shows up to face Seth at WrestleMania. Um, but I just, I, like I said, I think it's great for Cody because he got his money, he got his bag, he got his contract, he's getting his second chance at the WWE. Um, I just think that Vince needs to get this right or it's going to really taint the future for him because like he may not be able to pull a lot of other AEW's guys from AEW. So um, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Cody versus Seth will be great, but do I really care that he's facing it, Seth? No, yeah. I just think it's it only matters that he's showing up. It's funny because, I mean, you have a lot of, I guess, it, like, you have a lot of stuff going around. Like, each week we're going by a Raw. It's like, okay, no Cody, no Cody, no Cody, whatever. Um, there's been, you know, posts that I've been seeing on Twitter with Cody talking about, you know, old interviews, of course, talking about how, you know, he wanted to, stay in that evp seat till he literally died um right. and you have matt jackson kenny omega liking these things i i mean i we never really talked about it but i think cody disappointed a lot of people by going and this isn't like a wcw versus AEW thing from us i think it's a wc wwe did i say wcw yeah i did yeah, Sorry. I, did. <laughs> I think this WWE, is a AEW, wwe yeah. aw thing between like those guys i think um and cody like mentioned this in his promo that he did he talked about like how punk you know he made this grand big speech and then like he talked about how he was going to do all the stuff with ring of honor and then like it, it, we, we talked a little bit about this like the doubts created with mjf for punk and like cody talked about this too and it's it's i had to go back to this promo to really like think about what he was saying again now that we're like away from it um yeah he talks about how punk made all these 
like in, in essence, like made all these promises and said like he was going to do all the stuff. He was going to open all these doors and like create all these changes. And Cody was like, I did that. Yeah, I did that. I went to Ring of Honor. I worked with all these people. I went and I created a, a competing brand. And then it's like CM Punk comes back and Cody Rhodes is nearly obsolete on TV. Yeah. Weird, huh? Isn't that weird? It's, like, it's, it's, it's it funny. Is like, weird. So it's like, it's like I, I, caught this, I caught this one line at the end of his promo that I, I couldn't stop thinking about. Um, as this generation likes to say, check the receipts, check the dates before there was a forbidden door. I was the one who built it and I'm gone. Yeah, it's true. So, it's I mean, true. I think there was a legitimate, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's a heat thing, but I think it's like, maybe Cody felt shafted by punk showing up maybe. And, and this is where my brain goes. Maybe it's all a work. Maybe it really is all a work. Maybe, you know? No, it's not. It's not a work. It's not a work. It's not a work. No, no, but no, but there you is get, like you got to pay. He's getting paid exactly. And this is the thing that is the kicker for me. He's making just around how much he was making as an EVP. But how is so that it's, possible? I did, I don't understand. Like because of the EVP money combined with yeah. the with the competing the talent. Company. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's just interesting. I think what he wanted. What Cody wants is an. I read that he didn't get as much money. Maybe he didn't. Maybe that's. Yeah. Maybe that's even. I read that that's he even didn't worse. Get I mean, even even then, like it's just like this is. I, I think Cody sees this as his chance to be like, to kind of make himself into that bigger star that he wants to be, right? Because like he's already a big star, right? He's on all these TV shows. He had his own, you know, reality show. Brandy's getting her own cooking show. It's like I just saw whatever, but like he wants to ingratiate because the last time a WWE fan that doesn't watch AEW, the last time they saw him, he was stardust and he was wrestling on superstars, which I can't even remember if that was, that wasn't even a brand, right. It was just like a minor show. Like it was like yeah. a dark show. Wrestled, so uh, Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder. Yeah, there you go. So it's like, first of all, those two guys, right. Like the two pillars of fuck WWE, I'm going to do my own thing and really kind of exploding. Right. I mean, Matt Cardona, as holding like eight belts right now. And he's mm -hmm. like ruling the indie scene. And Cody went away from the indie scene and created, a, like you said, a competing brand. So it's just, it's interesting to me. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just interested to see what they do with him. Because if, if they give him a great storyline, if they give him great matches, great programs, then it won't be a waste. It will be putting Cody over in a whole different way where it's like he was a star in both AEW and in WWE. No one really can ever say that from jumping from AEW to WWE, right? Like Cody right. did the, or uh, Jericho did it the opposite way, right? Like he was an immediate star in WCW and WWE, and then he went over to AEW and was the champion, like the first champion. So um, it, it's it's interesting to me. I, I don't, I, I think the the decision to leave really sour, like created sour grapes between Kenny and the Bucks and him yeah. because yeah. like, like you said, like he said, he wanted to be there forever. He wanted to build this brand. He wanted to be the competitor, but things happen, right? Like Punk coming back, a lot of these Danielson coming in, like a lot of like Danielson's first match in AEW was against Kenny Omega and they did a three 30 minute draw and they, and then Punk's first match, it comes in. He has the biggest, I think it's the best return return to wrestling ever and has the most views on YouTube of any AEW video they've ever put out. Um, I've watched it like eight times in the last like three weeks. So it's like punk uh, Cody definitely felt overshadowed, but I will say his decision to say, I will never compete for the AEW championship probably did something to that because 
if he did that, I mean, because he said that, he said, I would never, I will never compete for the AEW championship. If he did that and he became a world champion, I think something might be a little different, right? Because he may have been like a little bit of a bigger star, put in bigger moments. And it's not like he didn't have his big moments and his big matches, but it's just like, I think he kind of shot himself in the foot. And a lot of people saw that and saw what he said in the past. And are just like, you know what? Like, we don't need him anymore. And I feel like he needs, he said, he saw that. He saw that they didn't need him. They didn't need him anymore. They didn't need right. to have Cody Rhodes to make them into the bigger star that they are. And I think a lot of people soured on him because of Brandy too, which is understandable because she was just brutal. It was just brutal to see her on TV every I mean, God damn. Every time she came on, on the screen, I was just like, this is not going to be good. It was, um, tough. it was tough. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, I think, like I said, it's a great opportunity for him. He got his bag. He, you know, he's getting his opportunity. He's going to be probably wrestling at WrestleMania this year, but I just don't know. I think, I think it's just, it, it something happened backstage and I don't think it's, I think it's going to come out, come to light in a couple of years. We'll probably know the full story in a couple of years or so, but yeah, someone will sure do a dirt Kenny sheet in the box do not like at that. Some, at yeah. some point. Yeah. I mean, it's, you definitely like get the feel that these guys you know, whatever people online think these guys do consider it a war because this is like not a war, but like it's, you know, it's oh, us it's, versus yeah, them and, and we're, we're the boys that are like together and you didn't want to be together with us. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's gonna be interesting to see. Like I said, I, I'm, I don't think I'll watch if it's Saturday. I don't think I'll watch wrestling on Saturday because I can't do two, two shows um, or two nights of four hour pay-per-views, but um, no, it should be, it should be interesting to see where it goes. And I'm sure we'll cover that later, but I think that's enough basketball. We are but enough wrestling. We covered that for about an hour or so. Let's, let's move on to the association, um, par for the course, really nothing's changed over the last two weeks, man. Celtics are still rolling. Uh, our, I think they're fourth, the fourth seed right now. We are, we're like, it's funny because we are one game away from we're in the fourth place, but we're one game away from second place. Crazy. I, I, like this is same team we were talking about hoping to get into the play-in round this year right. and all of a sudden they like win 20 out of 23 and i'm like and i mean jason tatum I, I don't know why anybody does not have him within the top five of the mvp right now um but he definitely is top five for the mvp i think he's a top he's definitely a top eight seven wrestler or wrestler top Damn, seven or you're eight fucking up player <laughs> <laughs> top seven or eight player in the league right now um definitely for sure and he the is... cool stat that I saw, um, <laughs> real quick before you go, the, the quick the stat that I saw, Jason uh, Jalen Brown now has um, th- four straight games of twenty plus points, zero assists. He actually straight. No, so he had he had one assist last night. So, okay, but but straight if, if you know, he so it was it was he had two straight games with on the dot thirty point thirty point zero assists. Last night I think he had. 30 something and one assist, which is just like, yeah, like <laughs> straight Hooper, straight Hooper. Games about is. buckets, baby. It's all about buckets. Hey, and I mean, he's been, the- dude, he has been just like the ideal, I guess, like shooting guard wing yeah. hybrid that you could ask for. Uh, he's, I think our new like defensive system is helping him a lot. Um, Cause I mean, a lot of people think he's like, so oh, underrated on defense. So underrated. Uh, so he, but he has a lot of flubs. Like he has like off ball, he does get forgetful, which is a problem. He does get forgetful sometimes. Um, that Raptor series, yeah. Part. I mean, hey, yeah, I, I mean, he admitted it right after the game. He was like, 
that's my fuck up. I I, I was off, yeah. you know, off ball with uh, what's his name in the corner? Um, Van Vliet. No, 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 no. Van Vliet did hit the shot. Um, was it not Van Vliet that hit the game winning shot? Oh no, no it, was, it was um, Ananobi. Yeah, it was someone like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't I, I'm him. pretty. It wasn't Ananobi. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I meant it wasn't uh, Van Vliet. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Ananobi. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but um yeah so i mean i think he's benefiting from that a lot it's it was og and anobi yeah yeah i'm looking at like what our potential seating is and you know i think the Cavs are beatable um how do you feel how do you feel about okay Kyrie is not playing games like home games any of them which is like we win, let's say we win our home game when then we go to Brooklyn. We're feeling pretty good if Kyrie's not playing and he just scored 40 points. We're feeling pretty fucking good. Yeah. However, um, however, there is, for how good our defense has been this season, there is one, one player who we just cannot stop, and it's Kevin Durant. It's, I mean, you can't stop Kevin Durant. We, <laughs> yeah, have, we have made game plans for, I mean, think of the best players in, in the league, Embiid. We've made game. I mean, nobody's really needed game plans for like you know LeBron. I I just automatically go to LeBron even though he's not top five. Yeah. Um, um I, I'm sorry. I was gonna go. I was gonna say Jokic a couple nights ago. We. I mean, we were suffocating. Jokic. Grant. Grant Williams was Grant. Grant and, Williams. and Rob got the credit for it, but it was Grant. It was all Grant. And I I, I, I respect I respect Grant. and love Rob and and a little bit of Horford too. Horford was pretty solid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, dude, Grant's. I mean, Grant had a twenty and ten night last night. That was he's been that man, awesome. That man, he's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's. Um, so I'm looking at the standings right now, and and the crazy thing right now is that there's a three way tie for uh, the the second seed, yeah. and it's we're we're in the tie, but yeah. we also have played two more games than the Sixers and the Bucks. Right. So um, there's obviously games in hand that they have to play. So technically, I would say we're in the fourth spot right now but what i will say is anyone below that fourth spot i think that they have a good chance at and i'll tell you the teams bulls Cavs, raptors even the nets hornets and hawks right so those are the teams that are um the four teams in the playoff and the plan are raptors nets hornets and the hawks and right now if the playoffs started today we would be playing the bulls with home court advantage now the Bulls have sucked against good teams this year. They have just been terrible. So I am not worried about the Bulls in a playoff series. Um, also, Bulls I mean, also have uh, no answer for our bigs. Um, exactly. We right. will kill them in the paint. Exactly. Their defense Even with is, Their defense is such garbage. They don't have Caruso, who is their best defender. Um, right. but all even, even so Caruso is not doing anything to Jason Tatum. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, um, then there's the Cavs that are under them. I think the Cavs are, I don't think they're a flash in the pan, but they're just very young. So I don't think they're that also down. They're down some players. Yes, they are. They have some injuries too, but I, I just, if everybody's healthy and everybody's playing, um, I think the only team that I see, um, trouble with obviously is the Nets, right? Yeah. Cause like you said, KD and Kyrie, but anybody else, man, like, I think they could beat the Raptors in a seven-game series. Oh, the Cavs, dude, please Bulls. give me the Raptors. Like, you know what? Hey, right, like, look, I'll ask you from not who you think we could beat. Who would be, like, the sweetest teams to beat? To me, it's like 
to me, it's the Nets. That's to the Raptors. That's yeah. the Raptors well, for sure. Honestly, we owe we owe. I mean, we're we're talking the whole playoffs. We owe the Heat a oh yeah kick ass series. I mean, listen, listen. I would love to see. I mean, Heat Sixers, yeah. um, Bucks. Even I mean, anybody in the playoffs. I, I think like the only teams that I don't think we have like a gripe with, if you want to call it that, Hawks, Hornets, and Cavs, and maybe Bulls. But like the same time, man, like any of those series would be good. Like. I think I think the Celtics could beat the, the Heat in a seven game series. I think the, the Celtics yeah. could the, the Celtics could beat the Sixers in a seven game series. I don't know about the Bucks, um, but I think the only teams that I mean the only team that really scares me right now in, this, in the playoffs is this, it's the Bucks. And maybe if we play the Nets, like if the Nets are healthy and Kyrie is able to play all the games, and and I don't think Ben's coming back because he now has a, a back injury. No, he's Ben's not Ben's not a basketball player. We need to. <laughs> he's just a cheerleader that's getting he's paid not a basketball million dollars a year. Um, um I, just, I don't know man I, I it's it's hard for me because like you can never you can never count out the defending champs but at the same yeah, time like, that's my thing too I just but yeah, they've been super inconsistent is the only thing that's yeah, that's been the hard part it's they are eight and two in their last 10 I'm looking at it right now they're eight and two in their last 10 the bucks are so okay all they've right been good recently they've been good recently but every other team dude like I'm looking like the 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 hornets are on a five game winning streak but they're two games over 500. And then every other team that is that is not us in the box have been really inconsistent recently. So um, I don't, I just don't know. Like I think I, I think any of the series will be interesting, but I think the only, like I said, the only teams that really scare me are Giannis, the Bucks, and then the Nets because of just having Kyrie and Katie in the same lineup is just really, really hard to contend with, man. Especially yeah, you don't have. Uh, this is the thing. It's like the Nets if they don't have Kyrie every game, which now they don't. It was confirmed today. Well, I mean, how do you win a series? Kyrie is probably going to win you games. Yeah. But like, how you got to hope for seven games. You you have to hope hope for seven games. It's like you're playing a series from game one, hoping there's a game seven. That is not a sustainable model. Which is even crazier for them, which is even crazier for them because they won't have home court advantage. So even if they go to a game seven, yes, Kyrie will play in game seven, but you have to win three games on the on the road by with KD by himself right. so and I mean Pat, Patty Mills and Seth Curry will have some step up games I oh mean yeah, they, they sure. do have they do have a solid team it's just like they're just it, they're not deep enough and, and look I and think KD's playing like 40 minutes a night right minimum the, minimum taking the Giannis approach for KD I think is the best way to go where it's just like let him score 50 let, yeah. the, let him score. Let the other guys be, let everybody else beat you. I don't care if KD could score 60 points and you could still hold the nets to 90 points on the game, on the game. So it, it's just, it, it's going to be, it's like, I, I don't think I could ever, I could ever go against KD in the playoffs. Cause even last year, no, he was like a toenail part. away from making the finals. But like, um, it's just, if he doesn't have Kyrie half the time, it's just the, it's, the it's just like the thunder all over again. I mean, yeah. even Russ, I mean, Russ was still good back then, but like, even then, like it's the thunder all over again. Like, I don't, I don't think like if Katie has to carry them on his back without anybody else around him and he's getting double, triple teamed every time down the court. I don't know, man. It, it, I don't, I just don't, I think the Celtics yeah. have a good shot. And I think if they no, hundred percent, like, I think Cook, this is, have a great and shot. also I think um really big step in Jason Tatum's career. If he beats Kevin Durant in the playoffs, I don't care what the situation, yeah. I don't care what the situation is either because we were, we were down, you know, our second best player last year. And uh, I was still told that was a real win. So 
Yeah, it's still exactly. a real win if we. I still, I still just, think he too, can he can get a vaccine, folks. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's it's not it's not anybody else's fault that your player doesn't want to get vaccinated. I I don't want exactly. any excuses. It's not an There's injury. No it doesn't count like that. You also There's no excuse treated for Ben Simmons, who's not a real yeah. basketball player. That's your fault. Which is crazy to me because like they traded for Ben Simmons and they're not even going to get him to play until next year. They got, so I mean, like, realistically, they got Seth Curry, and like, dude, like, which is good. I mean, Seth Curry was the best yeah. player coming but he's from not the Sixers just for James in, that, Harden. in that trade. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Like, he doesn't replace that value at all. No, not at all. And I think like you know, Seth is that kind of guy because he's a Curry, right? So like he yeah. can go off for thirty on any night. But at the same time, like, I, I don't, I don't trust. Seth Curry to like if we're taking the best players out of it, I don't Seth Curry to I don't expect Seth Curry to outduel J- Jalen Brown. No. I don't even expect I don't expect Seth, Seth Curry. Seth to Curry was Jalen Brown food the last time we played. Yes, that. exactly. So I just I don't think I don't think they have the def- defense to go up against two really overpowered wings and and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. I don't think they have the defensive caliber to even stand up to a Marcus Smart. I mean, no. like Marcus Marcus Smart Dude, I mean, as a play as an offensive player could probably cook Seth Curry on his own. I mean, um, smart's a pretty good matchup for Kyrie regardless, but um, yeah, that's, I mean, what do you put, I mean, I would even put smart. I mean, you're probably gonna have to play either JB. I, I would even put Rob probably on KD to be honest with you. Um, like the way that they, oh, switch, I think, though, I, I think, think it's going to be one person. I, I think you put Tatum on KD. Yeah, I guess like position wise, but like Dude, the way Tatum, that they switch though. Tatum hunts the matchup always does. He's a Kobe guy. Um, and he was asking for KD in the last in the last dude, game that they were going. KD was running from him in the fourth quarter. I don't care what anybody says. He they were. They, he was at. Dude, I'm telling has you, fifty points on the board and is asking to guard KD down the floor, well, who has like forty points yeah, at the time. That's. Uh, I mean, we Crazy. have a we have a competitor, man. That's. Let me, this is let me this just is say that. this is the year. This is the year. I mean, I think he's already taken that step to being yeah. a superstar. But I think that this is the year that he has to prove it in the playoffs that he can take this team by himself to that next level. Yeah. Because look, Jalen Brown is great as a second piece. And I don't think you ever break those guys up. No. But if Jason Tatum isn't the guy that can't like like if he I mean, he's already proven that he can perform in the playoffs. But like if he can if he takes that step where he wins this first round by himself or he wins two rounds by himself, man, I, I'm calling him a top five player in the league. Yeah. I, honestly, like there's I, like even now, like the way he plays and of course, like he always starts out slow, but like when he's playing, when he's on his game and he, I mean, he went for like that stretch over the last couple of weeks. Like he has, he was two time player of the week in March, two time player of the week in March. Mm. That's nuts. And he still has Dude, another week to go. And I, you know, what's I can't remember the last time I have felt this way about a team going into the, like into the playoffs. Right. Um, probably since that IT team. And, and it's even like, the, even the year where they had Kyrie, I would, I, just, I was still excited like that. Well, I, I mean, okay. All right. So like the year that second year we had Kyrie with that full team that year was we like, we were still confident because we had a solid team, but the, that year, if you remember, we were losing games. It was inconsistent. We were dropping games like the magic. Like, oh, I was talking the year that leads. I was talking the year that Gordon got hurt. The year that Gordon got hurt and they, and so they went to the fight. I think that's different finals. too because we were underdogs playing with house money. That's yeah. and that was and, super and fun. The two, and the two rookies Dude. kind of carried them Yeah. On. I mean, we we <laughs> saw really what these guys can do. Jason Tatum, who you know couldn't 
couldn't buy a beer yet was going toe to toe with LeBron in the in the conference finals. That was, I mean, that thumped on his fucking head too. Who expected <laughs> any of that this year? So, I mean, it's like right now we're talking. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like people talk about it all the time, like the 2018 LeBron was the best reiteration or iteration of LeBron, and that Celtics team took them to seven games that year. Right. And nobody else did that. So I think like, I, I think you're right where it's like, I, I don't think I've ever been more excited. I think the most, obviously the most excited I was going into any playoffs ever was the 018. But yeah, no, no, no. This, but like, but this year, this year is the most excited I've been about the Celtics since then. Dude, since, and like, since just oh wait, the confidence I have in our defense alone, right? Let's, let's say, I mean, dude, we've had nights where Tatum is having an offshoot, like a relatively off night, right? Since we like first two quarters, not shooting like himself. Fine. Right. We've still held teams to like under 50. Well, by the half, like under 50, under 40. Yeah. So it's like, uh, man, it's, it's crazy to think about what our cap is. And even though the East is so strong, we're looking at these teams with like, that were built to be super teams, right? The Bulls, right? Right. Uh, The Nets the you know the Sixers and it's like oh man okay maybe maybe we don't have the top two like all right like in terms of full talent maybe we don't have what the Sixers have maybe right yeah but in terms of like playoff confidence I don't know I think we certainly have more than they do in terms of like our defense skyrockets the Sixers defense out of water well I'll even say this too like what other team has this much experience in the playoffs? I mean, For being like, that young, yeah, in, yeah. In like, the East like, of course, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you know, you have the Bucks, right? They just won the finals last yeah. year. They obviously have a shit ton of experience on that team. The Nets have KD and Seth Curry, who have been, and Kyrie, who have been champions before. I don't think Seth's never won, but he's always been in playoff runs, right? Now, I mean. And Bede has had a lot of experience, but against the Celtics, his record is just brutal in the playoffs, right? James Harden has had a lot of experience, but what has his been? What has been his deal? He's never performed in the playoffs, right? Like mm. even the year that the the Thunder went to the finals with him on the team, he was the worst player on the team in that finals run. Um, so like, I'm look, I'm just looking at all these players. Like yes, like Jimmy Butler and and Bam, they all went to the finals, but that was the bubble year, and I don't really count the bubble year at all, right? Yeah, so I, I like like make to make it very clear. Um, I don't fear Jimmy Butler in any way. No, since, like no I, way. the only person I fear on that team is bam bam that's the only 100%. person i fear I, I i only fear him like the bulls have no play like the rosen has a shit ton of playoff experience alone that's it right Cavs have yeah but he's another nobody. one he's another one like hart where you expect yeah. him to toil out by the second exactly right i mean he he lost he lost in what was it two or three straight eastern conference finals to lebron right, right. with toronto so like there's that but also like the Cavs have no experience. The Raptors only have like a little bit of experience from the guys left over from when Kawhi played there. Um, we already talked about the Nets. The Hornets have no experience other than probably Terry, right? And then the Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but they're under 500. So it's like, I just, I don't see a team that scares me enough in the playoffs to be like, yeah, this team has too much experience. They they have too many people. Like if if we go up against the Bucks in the Conference Finals and we lose, I'm okay with that. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like we made it past two rounds. We went up against the, the reigning champions and it's over. Even we've if lost we went... to them, we've lost them before. And if we lose to them as the champions, it's just like, okay, I can live with Giannis being the best player of the generation. I can live with that. 100%. 100%. I can live with yeah. it. And also it's like Jason Tatum is 24. 
That's cool. He's yeah. he's supposed to be losing. <laughs> he's supposed to be doing this five years from now anyway. Even 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 Jalen Brown, who's 25, 26. Like, on, I don't man. expect him to win a championship right away. He's still two years away from being like the prime. Like we talked about this before on the pod. Yeah. Like, like I what's see the prime? Yeah. The prime for basketball players is around 27, 27. to like maybe like 31, 32 is like when they can start to decline a little bit more, right? Like, unless you're LeBron James, like that's that's just the oh, way yeah. it goes. So like um when it comes down to it, like we still have so many years for these guys to compete in the finals. And look, this starting five that we have right now, probably outside of Al, is signed for three or four more years after this. So it's like we still have time for these guys to grow. Derek White has been great since coming over. He hasn't shot as well as he usually does, but it doesn't really matter when you have a guy that's going off for 50 every other game. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think that they're built for i mean for prolonged success and that's exactly what brad needed to do is he needed to go in and say okay where's our starting five perfect we have the starting five we need to take the starting five make them into uh, a prolonged five that can play together for a while which they do they have a lot of guys under 25 in the freaking lineup already i think marcus smart is like the oldest guy outside of allen starting lineup and he's 27 so yeah. it's like you have guys that are locked up Brad's goal, I think, at this point was I just need to find prolonged success because look at the Spurs, right? Like every team wants to be the Spurs because every year they won 50 games. Every year when they had Duncan and Manu and, and Tony Parker, they won 50 games and they were always in the hunt. That's exactly what the Celtics need to do is they, they have Ime, who is a coach that was under pop for so long. He played under pop even too on those championship teams. So it's like, you have the coach. He's young, but he's in his first year. He's already a candidate for coach of the year. Um, you have a starting five that is a net rating that is like beyond bonkers on both sides. And you have a gener you have three generational guys in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Rob, Rob Williams. You keep those guys forever. You build around them. Their, their benches, it's only like really seven guys deep right now. But like if they can add to that next year, that's yeah. a finals contender, man. That's a mm -hmm. finals contender next year. Um, so I think, I mean, West. yeah, I mean, as for who we can meet up with in the West, I don't think we, I don't think we beat the Suns. I mean, let's, let's say we do make it to the finals, right? I mean, Suns are a tough matchup. Warriors are tough, 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 uh, tough. Especially in the playoffs, man. Yeah, especially God. in the playoffs. It's, it's, yeah, I would never, try, I would never bet against them. And I'm telling you, man, the Grizzlies are fucking for real. They are so for real. Like, <laughs> I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if Grizzlies are a finals team quite yet. No, but they could be in the Western Conference Finals for sure. Yeah, 100%. I, I, see, that. I see that. John Morant, like John Morant, they, they you are think Clippers, second. Clippers, I think, are getting Kawhi back. Yes, they are. But they're not and getting PG back. Which, they're not getting PG back, which is, I mean, they've been a solid team despite it. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's so many. Know. Like, I'm just looking at the West now, too. Like, Suns are, like, 10 games above the second-place team. So they're obviously going to be the first seed. But then there's the Grizzlies, who are second. The Warriors are third. The Jazz are fourth. I mean, the Jazz, I think, are frauds anyway. Yeah. Um, Mavs, I just look, they only have Luka. They're 44 and 28. The Nuggets, we just beat them up yesterday. They're going to get Jamal Murray back too, which would be really helpful. True. The fucking, we need to talk about the Timberwolves, man. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they're, I mean. This team is on a fucking roll. What are they at now? Uh, sixth? They're seventh, seventh in the place? Western Conference. Okay. They are eight. They are eight and two in their last ten, but they have been like super on fire since the All Star break. They are not um, a matchup you want. They're, that's a scary matchup in the first round. That's a scary right team, now. man. Yeah, it's scary. scary. They they would have to go up against the Grizzlies in the first round. That which, is scary. Which I mean, so 
Or though they're in the playoff, they're in the play-in. Sorry, they're in the play-in. But they oh, would they the if play-in. they win if they win the first if they win the first game, the play-in, the seventh seed. So if they win that first play-in game, they would face off against the Grizzlies, which is dangerous for the mm. Grizzlies for sure. Because Cat is a different is a different beast, man. He is. I was going to say a different animal because cat, but I didn't want to go with the pun. Right, um, right, right. Cat, <laughs> that's just a different beast, man. I, he puts up 60. He's disrespecting Russell Westbrook. Like, did you see that play where he like grabbed the rebound off the air ball? And I did just, see like, that. I saw him. I, did you see him talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, if, you can, I, if you can taunt in my face, why can't I do it to you? It's And honestly, I mean, I mean it makes a good point. It's, you know, yeah. there's been a lot of discussion about the, the rust stuff too. And, you know, I don't, I don't think any, like people should not get front in public. That's fucked up. Touch grass. No, that's, that's, um, uh, yeah, dude, seriously get a job. Talk to a woman, please. Um, uh, no, but like, you know, but from other players though, like people are saying like, you know, you can't respect Russell Westbrook. It's like, Okay. I mean, Russell Westbrook's been one of the funniest trash talkers for like years now. It's been years of him yamming on people and rocking the baby and like screaming in their face. And it's cool and it's chill and don't get me wrong, whatever. And I love that. That's one of the reasons I was like a huge huge fan of Russ. But when you're like, oh, it's like, you know, you can't call him Westbrook. It's like, what? Dude, shut up. Like, no, 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 yeah, absolutely like, not. We, and, and, and also, was, you weren't hearing this. It's it's I, it's totally an L.A. thing. It's like you weren't hearing this when he was on the Wizards and having right. most – I mean, he, he played well in the end of the year last year, but, like, you know, you weren't hearing this bring when, them he was, in the playoffs. when he yeah. was in Houston chucking up bricks. Like, right. you know. When he sucked in Houston and when he – like, like, here's the thing. Like, Russ, like, if you're a professional athlete, you need to be prepared. Like – I'm in the, I'm in the business. I, so my job, right. Is I help recruit high school kids to play in college. Right. And I talked to a lot of dads that are like, Hey, like I'm teaching my son. Now, if you go into college, you're going to get hate. Like people are going to hate on you. If you play, if you play poorly, or even if you play well, people are going to, are just going to shit on you regardless. Right. And I think if you're going to be a professional athlete, there's a sense of um, accountability with that stuff where it's like, you can be upset if people, I mean, if people are sending you death threats and like talk, like message DMing your wife talking about like finding her, like the kids and like hurting them. Like that's fucked up. That's, that's a different story. Yeah. But when, if you, if you're hearing Westbrook in a, in an arena and Pete and you're mad about that tough shit, bro, tough shit. That's, that's just, that's just the game. Like like he, he said, he was talking about like in a, in a press conference, he's like, yeah, like my, my son goes to school and he's proud to be a Westbrook. And people are like, talking about how it's like called Westbrook instead it's like your son's not shooting three for 18 (laughs) no this is this is on him no one's no one's one's calling you no one's calling your son Westbrook no no and I get and and I'm not like I'm not like dismantling what he's saying like you know I I saw that I get you saw a video of him and his wife getting like confronted it's like dude like don't do that like know your place as a fan but um but it was wild surprise it happened up in Toronto Surprise, oh, surprise, yeah. happened up in Toronto. It's um, not like, it's not I, like they, they've any, ever cheered for any injuries or, you know. Let me tell you, dude. Horrible things I, I'll place. tell you one. I'll tell you one thing, though. And it's because I follow hockey. And obviously yeah, Toronto yeah. is like the hockey hub. Those fans are awful. Like yeah. every little bad thing that happens, the sky's falling on them. And well, Boston, didn't, Boston's didn't, the same like, way. Didn't Toronto do – didn't we like play them in some playoffs and they had like Boston bombing signs? So, yeah, so there, that there's them? that. Okay. Yeah. So, and there's also, um, so the, the, so it's so funny because like 
the Maple Leafs have like the longest championship drought of any professional team in all the four professional sports. Like it's been like 70 years now since they've won a Stanley cup and they have like fans that are excited. That's crazy. They're the, yeah, they're, they're like the Cowboys or like the Lakers, right? Like every year, every year they're going to win the championship. You just wait. But nowadays since because the Bruins, so that same year that you're talking about where they had those signs, it was game seven. And, um, there was like, they, the, the Leafs were up like four to one in like the last period of the game. And the Bruins came back and tied the game by the end of the, uh, the third period and then won it in overtime. And this yeah. was game seven. So it like knocked the Leafs out of the playoff, out of the playoffs. And the Leafs have never made it past the first round since then. So there's a lot of hate towards Boston because of that. But like the Leafs fans are so delusional and it's gotten to a point now, though, that they're starting to come to reality. And it's really funny as a Bruins fan because it's like, you all should have seen how terrible your team was 10 years ago. And it's the same thing with the Raptors. Like, it's like, you you guys won a championship. Great. Who's the main guy that won the championship? For Kawhi, Kawhi should have okay. given any Bruce other now. city. I wish Kawhi gave yeah. any other city. I, I would, dude, honestly. I wish he went to the Clips. I wish he went to the Clips. Like, originally? Know. Just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go to the Clippers then, man. Just go well, to the that's, Clippers. I mean, that's technically, that's technically the Spurs' fault. Because like yeah, it was. I suppose they, had the choice we, of yeah, they, they had didn't want to trade him to the Western Conference. That made yeah. sense, though. That made sense. They didn't want to trade him to the Western Conference. Dude, I would even never like, do that either. Like, I'll be honest, dude. Uh, I would have. I wouldn't have even cared if he won. Like, if he went to like the Knicks and won them a title, like whatever. No, I no. They would be even. They would be even worse. Don't even get me wrong. Don't they're wrong. already bad. They're, they're, no, the, they are it bad. made Toronto no, 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 so no, no, no. much worse. It made Chris, it put Chris. them on. Like, but I expect that from the Knicks. I don't like it from I don't like it from illegitimate teams. Chris, which you Knicks do are not want. Speaking from a another sport point of view, other than hockey, from a Red Sox fan who has oh, had to deal yeah, with yeah. the Yankees winning, I don't care if the Knicks are bad now. If they won the championship, they would be eighteen times worse because that is their thing. It's, it's like. It, dude i true. swear to god the next time the knicks if the knicks ever win another championship which i never hope have i no hope never happens those those next fans will be brutal to deal with yeah actually Just absolutely I'm, I'm thinking brutal. about i'm thinking about how ridiculous my statement is and i'm thinking back to when they won a on single, opening night a single opening regular season game they had a and they were parading in the streets. <laughs> Never, you know what? I take it back. They might, you know what? They might burn down the city. They might <laughs> burn down the city. Because that's the thing, right? Like even even with the Yankees, Kawhi well, couldn't have gone to like the Hornets or something. Yeah, and I would, they, lo- I would love it if the Hornets got a title. D- the Detroit yeah. Pistons could have gotten it. Oh, that's that's a team that needs a ta- another championship, man. That's the team that needs a contender for sure. But here's the thing, like like even with. And I'll, and I'll finish. I mean, Raptors were a solid, a solid team, but you know, it's fine. No, they were, they, they, I mean, they only, they replaced DeMar with Kawhi and like, yeah, that that's going to make them exponentially better to be honest. But like, here's the thing. And I'll, and I'll end, I'll end on this, like Knicks. So the New York fan base, even with the Yankees, the Mets, the Jets, the, the Giants, the Rangers, however New York teams there are, they will always be a basketball city. So if the Knicks win a championship, I don't even if the Nets win, it won't be as big as yeah, the it won't win. matter. It won't matter. It won't matter because like they're in Brooklyn, that's fine. But they were originally in New Jersey. This is this is the New York team, the Knicks. This is Manhattan. This is Madison Square Garden. If a finals is won at Madison Square Garden, you're right. New York will be burnt to the ground. Just absolutely just like destroyed. 
Uh, and if they lose, if they lose the finals in in Madison Square Garden, it would be worse. It wouldn't be worse, but it would be just probably just as bad. <laughs> just as bad. You know what? Hey, hey you're, really, you're really selling it to me that we should just let them win a title, <laughs> just to, just to let them just to let them just tear Madison Knicks Square fans, Garden to the ground. If you think if you think Knicks fans on Twitter are bad now. Just wait until they win. Actually, I don't. Be. I don't think they're bad at all. I haven't heard a single one since January. Remember last year? Remember last year when they were actually good and they were like in a playoff spot and they went up against Dude, the first the, the twenty Hawks. games this year. I could. I. I wasn't here in the end of it. Ugh, I was not here in the end of it. All right. Well, we're we're going on an hour and a half, so we should probably end there. Oh yeah. Um, Thanks for listening in. If you made it this far, um, we'll be more consistent moving forward. We just had to take a week off for personal and life stuff, but uh, we'll be back next week kind of re rehashing what we talked about today, but also going over dynamite tomorrow and pretty much anything else. You have anything else you want to say before we go? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, RIP Scott Hall. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. All right.